Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Hacker Hub. Got some fun stuff to talk to you guys about today. Got some interesting news going on in the world and getting spread around, so you already know that we're going to talk about it here. But welcome back again. So great to have you listen to the podcast. Love getting to talk about this stuff. It's always a fun time for me. And honestly, today, we're just going to be covering some cool little news. Not really going to talk about anything too in-depth or crazy. Um, but yeah, so just a few things to touch on. We have uh, Killnet gloating about DDoS attacks and downing Starlink, which is wild. That also does include the White House. Acer firmware flaw lets attackers bypass key security features. Sista's strategic plan is unearthing in a new cybersecurity era. And a cyber threat group targets critical RCE vulnerabilities in Bleed You campaign. That and more coming up on Hacker Hub here in a few minutes. All right, guys, welcome back to Hacker Hub. Hopefully, you're doing well and taking care of yourself. This is a beautiful day today. And even better, we got some awesome news to talk about. Nothing super boring, but a lot of fun stuff that uh, we can really just touch on and have fun with. So um, with that being said, we're going to jump straight into the KillNet and or the KillNet group and how they're gloating about DDoS attacks, downing Starlink, uh, which also does include the White House website too, um, and the Prince of Wales. So KillNet is a very well-known in the dark web space um, APT group. They are responsible for a lot of a lot of attacks, and a lot of them are DDoS-based attacks, which if you're not familiar with what DDoSing is, that is denial of service attacks, which basically you have a server and you just, let's say you're on your computer and you're loading a website. Let's say you just hit the refresh button about a million times a second, literally a million times a second, and the server just sits there and it's like, I don't know what to do with this. What do I, what, what do, I do? I'm just going to shut down. So essentially, it's just it's overwhelmed. The server shuts down, doesn't respond. Therefore, nobody can actually access uh, the actual server. You can't access what it's supposed to be doing. So um, yeah, the uh, so Killnet and its band of hacker co- collaborators are claiming that they were able to pull off a trio of symbolic distributed denial of service attacks aimed at punishing some of the most critical supporters of Ukraine against the Russian invasion. Elon Musk's Starlink satellite broadband service and the websites of the White House in the U.S. and the Prince of Wales in the U.K. Now, researchers at Trustwave were able to find evidence corroborating the Russian-backed threat group's claims, and Killnet claimed it took down Starlink service on November 18th, which has been critical for providing the Ukraine war effort with internet connectivity. Um, Now, with that being said, indeed, Trustwave found Starlink customers on Reddit on the same day complaining they couldn't log into their accounts for several hours. So go figure. Yeah, they're probably getting hit by a DDoS attack. Um, Quote, unquote, you've been waiting for this, comrades. Killnet posted on Telegram, according, according to Trustwave. And collective DDoS attack on Starlink. No one can log into Starlink. Uh, that's exactly what Killnet was saying. And honestly, they were telling the truth. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they really kind of just did, did Starlink a, a new one. They ripped him a new one over there. Um, now the white house, Prince of Wales, uh, the, or should I say the white house and the Prince of Wales websites were targeted. So besides Starlink, Killnet also bragged that it was able to successfully run 30 minutes of a test attack on the white house website 
And of course, we wanted to take longer, but we did not take into account the intensity of the request filtering system. Kilnet added, but the White House was banged up in front of everyone. Now, I didn't hear anything about this. Um, I, I hadn't actually seen that, but I don't doubt it for a dark web threat actor. Um, Trustwave added that the White House uses military-grade protection against DDoS attacks from Automatic, and that's A-U-T-O-M-A-T-T-I-C, which I've never heard of them before. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people have, so I'll have to look them up and do a little bit of research on that company. But days later, on November 22nd, the group launched yet another DDoS attack, this time against the Prince of Wales website, and warned that the UK healthcare system would be next. Um, And that's essentially what the Trustwave team reported. Killnet also threatened future attacks against London, Stock Exchange, the British Army, and more. So it seems like they're really heavily targeting the UK right now and, and London. So anyway, that is going to be the first little segment, which is talking about Killnet and how they're gloating about DDoS attacks, about several super important infrastructure um, groups, infrastructure groups, several different entities that support infrastructure, such as the White House website, the Starlink attack, and... Um, the London slash UK uh, DDoS tag. So that being said, moving on to the next topic here, we're going to be jumping straight into it. So Acer firmware flaw lets attackers bypass key security features, um, which essentially means that they're just having to fix a flaw in the firmware uh, for five of its laptop models. And an exploit could allow attackers to disable a machine's secure boot settings to bypass key security measures and load malware researchers found. Now, ESET Research, which is researcher, um, ESET is a ESET Research is an organization that does research, and the researcher Martin Smoller discovered the flaw. Um, noted as CVE 2022-4020 in the HQS. Oh, I can't even say that. Oh my gosh, that is okay. Just look up the CVE number. CVE 2022-4020. Um, it's the the name of the the driver is pretty pretty substantial. <laughs> um, Acer, Aspire, and Instance and Notebooks were affected by this, and an attacker with elevated elevated privileges could use the flaw to modify UEFI secure boot settings via the NVRAM variable. And ESET disclosed in a series of tweets, uh, which were posted on November twenty eighth. So, essentially, if you're not familiar with what secure boot is, secure boot is a security feature of the Unified Extensible Firmware Interface, which is UEFI, designed to detect tampering with bootloaders, OS files, operating system files, and unauthorized open ROMs by validating their digital signatures. The feature blocks any malicious activity before it can infect the system, and essentially this all occurs whenever you're booting up a computer. Hence, secure boot. Whenever you turn a computer on, it's booting up, that's where a lot of this stuff kind of watches um, and, and governs the security there. So by exploiting the flaw, threat actors can bypass this feature and run whatever code they want on the machine, malware or otherwise, even achieving persistence in a case in which an OS is reinstalled. Now, different manufacturers, similar security, different manufacturers, similar security vulnerability, specifically CVE 2020-4020 affects Acer Aspire Um and I'll, I'm going to read off the numbers here of the, the laptop notebooks. Not that you're going to necessarily remember, but we'll just run straight through fast. So um, Acer Aspire A315-22, A115-21, A315-22 G, and Extensa EX215-21 and EX215-21 G notebooks. 
So uh, the flaw creates a similar opportunity for attackers to the one that's caused by the vulnerabilities tracked in the latest finding, which is the CV we just talked about. Um, and ESAT researchers found in early November uh, in various Lenovo Yoga ID pad, IDEA pads and ThinkBook devices and subsequently detailed extensively in a series of tweets. So craziness happening over there, but we're finding a lot of good stuff and addressing a lot of it before it becomes a huge issue. That being said, it doesn't state if any of this was actually seen in the wild. Um, no idea if any of this is actually currently being exploited for any reason. Um, but that being said, it's always good to stand off the stuff that you don't prevent or you don't create an opportunity for someone to do something wild when there's really, you know, just shut down the path before it even opens up. So just doing your due diligence, making sure that all your stuff is secure and safe. And especially with all your endpoints and all your organizational devices or organiza organization devices. Gosh, we're having a hard time talking. Um, <clears throat> just make sure you have everything kind of fixed up, governed, and uh, not not in a place where it can really um, be tampered with. So uh, yes, anyway, we're going to move on to the next topic, which is CISA's strategic plan and how they're ushering in a new cybersecurity era. So CISA has a strategic plan and they're ushering in a new cybersecurity era, which we are definitely hitting that time right now. Um, we're in a weird time right now where blockchain is kind of a thing and quantum computing is kind of a thing and we still have all of our traditional ways of doing things and it's just it's a crazy crazy area as far as i mean even just the attacks that we're seeing happen too so in the past few years alone 76 percent of organizations were attacked by ransomware and 66 experienced at least one software supply chain attack now the cybersecurity infrastructure security agency I left out NAND in there, but that's okay. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. It's the latest federal entity to shake up cybersecurity best practices, underscoring that we need drastic change to withstand today's dynamic threat landscape, which they're not wrong. We really do. There's a lot that needs to be changed and addressed, um, especially with how we do cybersecurity here in the U.S. Um, and a bunch of other areas. I mean, even in just the world, not even just the U.S., but CISA, the group tasked with strengthening our national approach to cybersecurity and securing critical infrastructure, has released a strategic plan that outlines four goals that must be met to address the diverse and dynamic challenges facing our nation. The CISA Strategic Plan 2023-25 is the first of its kind for the agency, which was founded four years ago. And the plan is light on details, but it's notably marked with a move away from traditional prevention and detection approaches towards resilience. So basically emphasizing resilience. The first of CISA's outlined objectives is to enhance the ability of federal systems to withstand cyber attacks. Federal agencies should be prepared for and able to rapidly recover from cyber attacks and incidents, as well as maintain mission con continuity during and after cyber attacks and incidents. So Basically, just changing your your idea and your perspective and mindset on cybersecurity away from just, hey, how do we detect and prevent? We need to focus on how do we continuously protect, defend, identify. It's it's the continuity and the resilience of everything. So um, that's that's kind of the biggest thing that we have a lot of issues with right now. And that's that's why I harp so much on zero trust. But, you know, that would be kind of tough to implement for the... Well, I feel like, no, it already is kind of implemented. Um, in a lot of places, but it's zero trust is just such an important thing. It really is. And 
a march shift away from prevention, detection firewalls, uh, detect, sorry, detection firewalls and perimeter defenses represent cybersecurity's most quo fundamental um, same strategy defensive kind of really solutions. So in the past decade, hyperconnectivity and hybrid work have become the normal, which drastically expands the attack service, which is it's almost as painful at how much bigger it makes it, um, especially because you have threats that are now coming from home networks or apartment networks. So hyperconnectivity and the hybrid work, um, since they've become the norm, uh, the painful takeaway from the long string of ransomware attacks and breaches we've witnessed during the past three years is that legacy solutions and traditional cyber approaches focused solely on keeping bad actors out no longer provide adequate protection. You know, Circa, Colonial Pipeline, and Kaseya, and SolarWinds, and many more. Um, if we consider CISA's plan in combination with the Biden administration's May 2021 executive order on improving the nation's cybersecurity, which mandated that federal agencies must implement zero-trust architectures, there we go, it's clear that protecting our most critical infrastructure is now more about ensuring continuous operations, proactive risk mitigation, and resilience than preventing digital break-ins entirely. In fact, CISA's strategic plan mentions the word resilience 30 times. 30 times, people. We need resilience. We don't need anything else. That's what we need, resilience. And I'm not going to say it 30 times because there's no need in driving that into the ground because it's already driven into the ground there. So um, driving this whole thing, truthfully, is the hardest part of all of it, is how do you kind of drive this ship of resilience and zero trust and everything else? It's hard to navigate. It's not a very easy thing to navigate. And there are a lot of companies that do this stuff, like Integro. Um, they're absolutely incredible at, at helping you understand uh, what really goes on with zero trust and how you can best implement it to your organization. Um, so with Integro being such a big leader in this area, in this space, it's important to remember that CISA's plan is encouraging. It's not something where it's like, well, everyone's doing bad stuff. It's more so like, hey, let's let's get on the boat. Let's everybody hop on the boat and let's do this thing. Um, now, for one thing, it is recognition that the government believes zero trust is the way forward. It's also another indication that federal security leaders are serious about shoring up our national resilience in cyberspace, which we should be, and we should have been for a while. Now, we do know that our critical infrastructure will continue to be a top target for digital adversaries. I mean, that's kind of given. That's a given point. Um, and in 2021, according to the FBI, ransomware attacks hit 649 U.S. critical infrastructure entities, and nearly 90% of all U.S. critical infrastructure sectors were hit by a successful ransomware attack, and still the devil is in the details. CISA's plan offers rough specifics, but goals, standards, and deadlines must be set, and accountability must be mandated. That is so true. You know, history has already proven the concept of preventing intrusions by building digital moats. Um, and walls in a fantasy. And modern organizations, both public and private, are bound to be breached. It's, that's just the thing. You have to take that kind of approach to it. What we need is more emphasis on breach containment into invisibility and more private or public, more private and public cooperation. We need more accountability. We need to move faster towards zero trust to fuel national resilience here for all of our infrastructure. So, Wow. Yeah, that's awesome that we're moving towards that. We're a bit late to the game. We're really late to the game, but that's okay. We're making the right steps now. And, you know, we, I don't think that we'll ever really be in front of the cybersecurity issue, which stinks and it kind of hurts to hear. But the thing is, is that 
we're doing something, something about it, which is, it means something, I hope. Um, it's, it's better than nothing, honestly. So anyway, moving on to the next topic here and let's just knock it out. So cyber threat group targets critical RC vulnerability and bleed you campaign. Now this basically means that bleed you campaign is trying to take advantage of a known remote code execution vulnerability on windows internet key exchange, IKE protocol. Um, and more than 1000 systems are unpatched and vulnerable to compromise. So this being said, this issue is tracked as CVE 2022-3472-1. Um, and it, it's been under active attack since September. So, I mean, it's November right now, so a couple months, give or take. Um, and that's also true. I mean, I think that's kind of when they first saw it. So that, that probably is definitely a, something to think about too. But a new report from Cypherma warns affecting vulnerable Windows OS, Windows servers, um, along with Windows protocol and services, that once they achieve compromise, the threat actors move laterally to deploy ransomware and other malware um, across the device and the network. So the threat actors speak Mandarin, but also have ties to the Russian cyber criminals, according to Cypherma, which adds that the attacks aren't limited to a specific sector with targets across retail, government, IT services, and more. Victims, likewise, were spread across a number of mostly Western countries, including Canada, the UK, and the US. And quote-unquote, attackers are actively exploiting vulnerable Windows Server machines via the IKE and Auth IP IPsec keying modules by exporting this bug. So users are recommended to apply patches and fixes as soon as possible to reduce the severity of exploitation of the vulnerability. Cypherman's researchers advised, and the researchers observed that unknown hackers are sharing the exploit link on the underground forums as well. So, wow, guys, what a great episode today. We have some some really good things to talk about. Some good stuff kind of happening, some bad stuff that happened, some interesting stuff. We always try and keep it somewhat interesting here on Hacker Hub. And we just try and make sure that everyone understands what's going on in the world of cybersecurity, uh, everything cybersecurity, really. Um, but yeah, so thank you for joining us on Hacker Hub again today. We enjoy, or we enjoy, I enjoy having all of you guys here. Um, it makes me happy that I can hop in here and talk to you guys about some fun stuff. So that being said, take care of yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your week slash weekend. And we'll see you here on the next episode. Take care. <laughs>